1: This is the Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. We can world. We can world. Now, here's Sue Freeze.
2: Thank you so much for joining the Sue Freeze Show. I'm so happy to be with you today. When I was praying again for uh, the show today, and I'm like, Lord, what do you want to talk about? which I do every week. Because I want his words, I want it not to be my words, but to be his words and his thoughts, not my thoughts, and his heart, not my heart. So with that being said, a long, long time ago, uh, I was asleep, and I usually don't remember dreams. I don't remember things. I wake up, and I feel refreshed normally. And um, I don't remember if I had a dream or not. But this one was just so strong that I woke up, and I'm like going, hmm. And all I got about it was it said, be prepared. It was from the Lord. And he just said to me, be prepared. And I'm like, what does that mean exactly, to be prepared? Be prepared for what? So it's been a long time. I mean, this was a long, long time ago. But it's always been in the back of my mind because I feel that we need to be prepared when we can be. And I think the Lord was telling me that, that I needed to be prepared because we never know what's going to come our way. So we want to be as equipped as possible. And so I today I thought, you know what, I'm going to dive into this a little bit. I want to dive in. So I went into Bible Gateway and I looked up the word and I, I don't know how many times it was in there, but I'm going to read a couple, uh, you know, descriptions or dictionary um, explanations for the word prepared and it says to make ready beforehand for a specific purpose as for an event or occasion the teacher prepared the students for the exams that's one here's another one to make yourself ready for something that you will be doing something that you expect to happen etc to make or create something another one made and made at an earlier time for later use Made ready in advance, ready for something in a suitable condition for some purpose or activity, willing to do. Here's another one ready to deal with a situation. When she called on me, I wasn't prepared. They were prepared for the worst. And one other one I highlighted to make ready or suitable in advance for a particular purpose or for some use, event, etc. To prepare a meal to prepare to go. And I thought that was really good because that's exactly what being prepared is, you know, prepare for. So then I went into scriptures and the word prepare came up 148 times. I kind of like that to know how many times something comes up. So, So when I was looking at all of this, it starts with the first book and it goes all the way through to the end book. Genesis Revelation and uh, it, it says what that where that word is in scriptures and sometimes when you're doing a study or you're just trying to search out meanings or whatnot it's really good to see the context in which words are used and so um, when I was looking um, there was something that came to mind and it was that a lot of the first like the um, the Old Testament It it had a lot to do, surprisingly, but maybe not, of preparing of food, food, meals, preparing of meals, preparing of foods. Now, this last weekend, I had a guest come from Nashville. We had a marvelous time, and what I realized is that I was thinking about food preparation more than normal, and I was preparing food more than normal, and I was thinking about that I enjoyed it. But I also enjoy it when someone else cooks. I enjoy it when someone else takes the time to prepare. The thought process of going to the store and shopping and uh, getting the proper food, coming home, preparing it, and then um, giving it. And there's, there's this, to me, when someone prepares a meal, especially, do you remember, Thanksgiving and Christmas, there is a meal. Normally there's a meal. We gather around for a meal. And I used to tell people all the time that, uh, you know, for families, if you can set time aside to make dinner happen and be there as a family, it helps. There's a show that I watch called Blue, Blue Bloods, and it's um, police, uh, a whole family of police and attorneys and so on. And, and they have their Sunday meal where the whole family gathers together different um, generations, you know, grandpa and Uh, dad, and then the children, and then the children's children. And they all sit around the table and they talk about whatever's going on in their life. So meals can be a great way of connecting, a great way of of bringing people together. But what I noticed was, is that in the Bible, it talks about preparing of food. So moving past the food, I said, well, what else? And it, it said, prepared for battle. Prepared a place for the ark of God and pitched a tent for it. Let's see, hold on. David assembled all Israel in Jerusalem to bring up the ark of the Lord to the place he had prepared for it. So those are some uh, other uses of the word prepared. Sorry about these little magnets. I have to move. All of them wearing the sword, all experienced in battle, each with his sword at his side, prepared for the terrors of the night. So that's different. That's not a meal. It's not preparing a meal, is it? It's preparing for battle. So what else do we prepare for? Here's another one. Then they went home and prepared spices and perfumes. So that's experience, isn't it? It's experience. Meal is an experience. Spices and perfumes is an experience. I guess preparing for battle would be an experience, too, but not... So much of a nice one, but it is still an experience. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? So place for you. Let's see. Prepared for destruction, Romans nine twenty two. What if God, although choosing to show his wrath and make his power known, were with great patience the objects of his wrath, prepared for destruction? So preparing for destruction, prepared in advance for glory, prepared for those who love him. However, as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love him. So God prepares. What else? Now that I have prepared my case, I know I will be vindicated. I like that one. That's in Job. Psalm, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. He prepared a path for his anger. He did not spare them from death, but gave them over to the plague. Psalm 85, righteousness goes before him and prepares the way for his steps. That's a really good one. Righteousness goes before him to prepare his steps. I like that one. Okay, here's another one. Ezekiah gave orders to prepare storerooms in the temple of the Lord, and this was done. Prepare yourselves by families in your divisions according to the instructions written by David, king of Israel, and by his son Solomon. So now he's telling us to prepare ourselves. Prepare ourselves for. Okay, so that's good. Uh, we need to do that. But I'm still I'm still wondering what was the Lord talking to me about? What What was He telling me to prepare? And I've got two starred here. Actually, there's three. Uh, two on this page. Second Timothy four 2, Preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. Could that be a message to me? Is the Lord saying for me to preach the word? To be prepared in season and out of season to correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction? I can accept that as God telling me that that's something I'm supposed to do. How about you? Would that be something he would be telling you? And here's another one, and this is one that I really... When I looked this up the first time, this was the scripture that came to mind that I keep going back to, refer back to, as what he was saying to me. But I do like 2 Timothy 4, two. 1 Peter three fifteen says this, and see if this fits for you, too. But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord always. Be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. Does that apply to you? That definitely applies to me. And I'm always conscious of that when people say, Why, Sue? Why do you have this love for the Lord? Why do you have this um, feeling of, of wanting to give back and to teach and to encourage and inspire? What is it? Why? And I think this is where he was telling me to be prepared. And all I can say for me is that everything every oh every issue every battle that i've fought everything that i've gone through i just feel like there was lessons to learn and i'm to use those for his glory not for my glory but for his glory and to give inspiration and courage to others that might be feeling hopeless unworthy feeling that they just can't go on and we all get there sometime or another We're all feeling less than, we're feeling like, doggone it, I just can't seem to get this together, or um, I don't know how to get through this thing, whatever this is, I I can't even identify what it is exactly that I'm fighting. Have you ever been there? You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show, Sue Freeze, spelt like fries, one word, dot com, and I just wanna say thank you so much for joining in to this show. Uh, The show's been around for 12 years, and it just is mind-boggling to me that it's been 12 years. and I'm very thankful for the time. And uh, if somebody would have told me 13 years ago that uh, I was going to be on the air, you know, I, I have a business to run and I was working 16 hour days. I also am a mom. Now I'm a grandma and loving it. And um, when, you know, when they asked me if I would do this and that they thought that I should, I'm like, are you kidding me? I really didn't see it in my eyes. I didn't see that this was where the direction in which God was calling me to go. But now I feel that um, it is. And I feel that I'm, I'm here for a reason, maybe a season, and I'm enjoying every moment. So uh, in Revelations, it says, then the seven angels who had the seven trumpets prepared to sound them. So even the angels prepare, even the angels prepare. And uh, I think that's just wonderful. So that's the lesson on prepare. And for me, I feel that when I come in here, I have to be prayed up. I have to be where I'm saying, "Lord, I just want you to guide this. Holy Spirit, please, you're welcome in this place. You're welcome with me all the time. I want I want to just do your will every minute of every day." Does that happen? No. Um but that's my desire, desire of my heart. And he says to ask and you shall receive as long as it's within his you know, it's, it has to be in alignment with Him. I mean, we can ask for things that totally could be uh, uh, not advantageous for us, and He knows that better than we do. Sometimes things look really pretty on the outside. They just look so good, um, but really it might be taking us down the wrong path, and I think you know what I'm talking about now. Uh, another thing that I wanted to talk about was God's promises, and God's promises are for every day. And I have this little book Uh, A promise journal for abundant living that was given to me and uh, it was given to me in 05 and it's funny that I'm that I'm opening it up now because I just I wanted something and I know about you but it's the beginning of the year right and beginning of the year doesn't mean that you know you you have to wait till the beginning of the year to make changes you know that I'm sure you do and how often do we make these decisions And New Year's resolutions and they don't last and they don't keep going. So, I want to create a habit that's actually doable. And I think it's possible to do that. And one of mine is is that I want to be in His Word more. Um, And so, what I'm finding is books that I've had laying around, things that I've already had, I'm looking at these going, uh, I want to know God's promises. I want to know because we need to lean on those. So, uh, blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons of God, Matthew 5, 9. May he strengthen your hearts so that you will be blameless and holy in the presence of our God and Father when our Lord Jesus comes with all his holy ones. That's First uh, 1 Thessalonians three 13. I'm going to stop there because I have a reminder that there are many people uh, that I've been connected with. When you go to Sue fries, spelled like fries, one word dot com and connect with me there, please do. And I have people saying, you keep referring to, uh, you say address, and you you say book, or you say chapter, and I don't really understand what you're talking about. And you talk about Bible Gateway, and I don't even know what that is. And so, uh, you know, sometimes we speak in a language that might be not uh, common language for everyone. I know when I'm talking to my IT guy, he will have acronyms, he'll have all of these different letters and everything, and he says it as if I know what he's talking about. I'm sure you understand what I'm saying when you talk to somebody that's in an industry that is unfamiliar to you. And you're going, what does that mean? Or you don't say anything at all and then you don't understand exactly what they're talking about because you don't want to ask, what was that? And I recommend that you do ask because otherwise you're never going to really understand what they're talking about. So I always ask. I mean, there's no harm in asking. But I find that even with with Bible, things like getting around the Bible and understanding how to find something and whatnot, that I have people reaching out to me saying, Sue, can you explain this better for for those that aren't um, like where you are? And I said, gosh, sure. You know, I mean, it was an eye opener for me because I didn't realize. So Bible Gateway is a place you can go on the computer. You go to Chrome or whatever you use, and you just t- type in that line up there, Bible Gateway and it will come you know with a down it comes down with a a screen and you just click on it and then what you can do is you can put a word that maybe you know that you want to check out like i just did with prepared be prepared i typed that in that line search you can do it if you know a scripture and you want to understand where it is like trust in the lord with all your heart or um you know just anything that you might know a scripture and you want to know where that is and maybe in context like read a little before and a little after so you can understand what that scripture really means You can type in a word, for instance, fear not. You type that in and it comes up 365 times. And I say quite frequently that we need fear not, don't we? We need it 365 times in uh, a year And that means once per day, we have to say fear not, right? Because there's things coming at us that that fear can take it over if we allow it to. So the Lord knew that. And so he put fear not in there 365 times. I thought that was just really incredible, but really not a coincidence at all. So you just type it in there and it'll show you how many times it's in the Bible. And it'll give you the addresses, which is where you can actually locate each thing you're looking for. And I'm I'm hoping that helps. Try it out. If you have any questions, just contact me and I'll I'll walk you through it because it's so important we're in his word. Each one of us has a relationship. You have a relationship with your mom or your dad or your sister or your brother or your cousin or your aunt or whomever, right? And with that we understand that we have to we have to really communicate. And communicate doesn't mean how's the weather. And what's the elevation of that mountain over there or any other question like that? It's more about, so how are you today? No, really, how are you? And tell me a little bit about you and, and you know, just anything like, what are you afraid of or uh, what makes you really happy? You know, just anything like that where you get to know the person. Well, the Lord wants us to know him. He wants to know how much he He loves us. He wants us to get to know him so we can know how much he loves us and knows us. Do you know that he knows every hair on your head and every word before it's spoken? He knows all of that. And you think, wow, that must be one big God. And he is a big God. And anything you ask is not too little for him. You know, people say, oh, I wouldn't waste a prayer on getting an A on a test. Why not? Why not? It's okay. It's not going to hurt anything. He's not keeping score. Anything that you are desiring, he's saying, you know, if it's, if it's the desires of your heart and it's within his will, then he's going to want to grant it to you because he loves you. Now, I will tell you that I've listened to other people speak about the Lord and how loving and kind he is. And I can also say that he does get disappointed just like I do as a parent If my children are doing something that's contrary to what I think is good for them or the way that I feel that they've been taught and they know, uh, it's disappointing. Does it mean I don't love them anymore? Does it mean it changes my love for them? No, but it does disappoint because we know that there's natural consequences when we make choices that are contrary to what the Lord has set out for us, that there's going to be a natural consequence it's probably not going to be pretty, and it's not going to feel good. It's kind of like God wants us to put good food in our mouths. And I know sometimes I do it. You know, I have these little favorite chocolates I have, and I only have one a day, and pe- people that know me, they know that, that I have one a day. But I give myself that. I give myself that one a day, and that's okay to do that. But I also know that uh, sometimes people can't stop at one And so maybe it's better not to have the one if you can't stop at the one. And so those are personal choices that we each make. And it's something that we need to do. And here's one for you. The pain has to be worth the gain. No matter where you are in your life, no matter where you are, if you feel that you might have too many drinks in a day or a night, or you're doing something else as it's addicting, and you don't want to admit it, but down deep you know that you're addicted to something. You know, you have a choice every day, every minute, because we fall short, we do, and that's okay, but we have a choice to just get back up, get back on. It's like my fingernails, okay? Nobody understands my fingernail thing, but if if you've bitten your nails for 50 years and then you stop, to me that's a huge, huge deal. It was not an easy habit for me to break. There's something calming about having my fingers in my mouth not anymore I'm done with that but it was something that took 50 years for me to to um, I don't know conquer and it was the Lord that you know I just said God please give me the strength to just not do that have me sit on my hands you know something so but I did it and it took 50 years so if that's encouraging to anybody out there that's still you know fighting that fight of some type of addiction Uh, understand that, you know, as long as we have breath, we have hope. And uh, that's the good news, isn't it? So are you prepared? That's the first question. Are you prepared? And do do you understand God's promises for your life? There is an entire book of promises, God's promises that you can get, and I think it's worthwhile of getting it. And I'm hoping you do because I think it will be helpful for you. So do you have New Year's resolutions? Do you have things that you want to change? For my employees, um, I like to give a birthday card and a birthday gift card uh, for their birthday. But somehow things got messed up in the middle of the year. And so I couldn't like start up halfway through because then the people at the beginning of the time would have not got their card and then they would felt left out. So it's January. So I'm starting fresh and I'm starting now and I have – I have uh, employees listening to the show right now. So, Joe, just know you'll get your gift card and and all the other employees that are listening. Just know that um, I'm on target and I'm going to make it happen. So um, think about what you need to be prepared for and prepare for it. All right. You're here for a purpose and you want to make that happen. We will be back with more of the Sue Free Show right after this brief break. Have you noticed more insects or rodents in your yard or maybe in your home? Warmer weather means it's mating season.
1: SueFreeze.com You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And here again is Sue Freeze.
2: Thank you so much. Ecola Termite and Pest Control for sponsoring this show. I am so grateful, so thankful for the many employees that are w- with us. You know, we've got about I think 75 now. We had three new hires that started on Monday, the first working day of the year. And very exciting is just um it's really exciting because we've been wanting and desiring and just the right people haven't come into our focus to to become part of our team so we got three and we should have had four but one of them uh has a a child in the hospital and so we're just praying for that child to get well so that that person can come in too so that's a great way of starting the year is because we need more people and i know anybody that's been listening to the Sue free show or the commercials for ecola termite and pest control you've heard that we need about 20 people because we've had work like um set up like three weeks out. And sometimes people don't want to wait. And I can understand that. Once you make that decision to get it done, you want to get it done. I get it. So we needed more manpower. And with uh, everything that's going on, which you know what I'm talking about, it's just very difficult in this day and age to get everything working and, and people to be there to answer phones and whatnot. And I have to say we've had a great year. I'm very fortunate, very blessed to say that we've had a very great year. Um With minimal staff, which I just have to give an applause to those that are working because they're working double triple uh time and doing the work of two and three people, so bravo to you at Ecola termite and pass control for for knocking it out of the park and uh we just we're gonna keep on going and keep on being licensed killers and protecting your most expensive <laughs> investment we want to be there for you. So, um, we do pest, we do termite, we do rodent exclusions and we do insulation and, uh, we even do trash cleaning. You know, if you have a trash can that just smells really bad, we can take care of that for you too. And there's other services that we're beginning to offer. So, oh, mosquitoes is a big one. So we'll get into uh, the show and, um, just thank you so much for joining the Sue Free Show. I'm I'm very thankful to be here. If you want to be a sponsor for the Sue Free Show, please contact me. Go to Sue Free, spelled like fries, when word, dot com, and we'll talk. We'll talk about, uh, you know, are you in San Diego? Are you in Ventura? Are you in Orange County? Are you in L.A.? Are you in Santa Maria? Uh, my station is going, my show is going all up and down uh, California and actually with the internet it's going all over the place which is very exciting so thank you to those that are listening in France and uh, in Greece and um, Paris you know uh, it's so exciting and thank you so much so um, when I was thinking about the second half of this show uh, I was thinking about a story that I had when I, I took my son to a Tyson who works with us and he's usually another voice that's on the show And on the commercials, anyway, um, we were. It's kind of a funny story, and I'm going to tell it. And I'm being very vulnerable right now, and I'm transparent because it's kind of a funny story. Anyway, so we're in New Mexico, and uh, we did some uh, walking around and spontaneous tour. You know, just going around and exploring, and all of a sudden it starts raining, and I didn't have a rain jacket because I wasn't expecting it to rain. And um, he, we're both standing underneath a tree and I'm looking at him and he's staying dry and I am just getting soaked and I know I'm under this tree just like he is and we're waiting for the bus and the bus is not on time so I'm getting more and more wet as time goes on so I said Tyson why is it that you're staying dry and I'm getting all wet and he said this to me he goes mom look up And I looked up, and right where I was standing, there was this hole. There was no branch right there. And it sounds really silly, right? But I realized that I'm not always looking up, and I felt the Lord had a message in that. Is that how many times are we going through life and we just don't look up? I know that when I'm walking, I'm walking, and I'm looking ahead, and I'm even looking down because I don't want to trip, I don't want to stumble, so I'm looking down, and I'm looking forward, and I'm looking around, but very seldom do I look up. Even when I get in a building, a lot of the times I don't even realize that what what the ceiling is made of, or if there is a ceiling. I don't always look, so take a mental note and, uh, you know, just check yourself out and see what you do, but he goes, Mom, look up, so I'm going through... Uh, this book and it's Faith to Faith and the title is guess what look up and I'm going to read what it says here and I highlighted it because I just thought I'd tell you that little story because I think it's so funny Um, yeah he thought it was funny too and he brings it up quite often you know things will happen and I'll go look up mom look up you know and I'm like oh, (laughs) okay and it takes me back to this story consider Jesus that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds that's Hebrews look up Because in times like these, your very life may depend on it. Some time ago, the Lord showed me that a spirit of weariness is trying to work its way into our lives these days through all the pressure and bad news that surrounds us. It's working to get our eyes off the word of God by bombarding us with negative forces. It's trying to get us to look down at defeat instead of up at Jesus. If you let that happen, your spirit man will begin to lose his dominion. And the word tells us what the results of that is. It says you will be wearied and faint in your minds. Jesus put it this way in Mark 4. He said that when the cares of this world enter into your heart and mind, they'll choke the word and cause it to become unfruitful. And since your faith is the product of the word, that means your faith will wither. Once that happens, you're headed for disaster. What can you do to stop this chain reaction of weariness? How many of you right now are are just feeling weary? We just had the holidays, just getting through Thanksgiving, getting through Christmas, and the Happy New Year. How many of you are just feeling like, oh my gosh, here's the new year. Am I ready for this? You better be, because it's already here. Look up. Get your eyes back on Jesus. I remember on the field of athletic competition that when an opponent allowed himself to drop his head, he was no longer dangerous. He could be very easily defeated, so keep your head up. Keep considering Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith. Consider him instead of the cares of this world. Consider what God says in his word. Be moved by the thoughts of God. Let his thoughts become your thoughts. Look up. Get your eyes off the circumstances around you and onto your heavenly source. Don't be afraid you're going to lose everything. God is your source, not the world. He can take care of you regardless of what happens around you. Do you believe that? I'm going to stop right there, and there's a little bit more, but I just want to say this, is that I've been going through a lot of battles and it's not in the flesh it's in the spiritual world and that happens when we're doing good for god there's a lot of battles that come our way and i have to say greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world i can do all things through christ who strengthens me because sometimes i get down i look down i'm feeling like i'm getting defeated it seems so big it seems so big that i'm thinking how in the world Is this going to turn around? How in the world? Because I don't have the answers. I don't have the answers. I love it when I have the answers. But sometimes God just, he has the answers. He has the answers. He has the promises. And we have to just sometimes be still and know and pray and ask the Lord to reveal With discernment, Holy Spirit, give me the discernment to know how to move forward in this situation. I feel like I'm an overload and I'm overwhelmed and I just don't know what to do. And then sit and just breathe. How many of you need that right now? If you've gotten weary lately, begin to lift your eyes, raise your head up instead of looking down. God is up. Jesus is up. The devil is down under your feet. Look up. The devil is down under your feet. So stomp on him. Just, you know, visibly get a picture and just stomp on him. It feels really good to be able to do that. So the next one on this is be a blessing. On my radio, um, I mean, excuse me, on my, my voicemail, I would say be a blessing. I want to say be a blessing because sometimes we forget. It's not about us being blessed. It's about us giving a blessing. It's those that we come around, those that we come in contact with. Are they better because you came in the room? Are they better because you said hi or smiled or gave them a hug when you can? And I think it's really important to just be a blessing when you can. Let those who favor my righteous cause and have pleasure in my uprightness shout for joy and be glad and say continually, let the Lord be magnified. Who takes pleasure in the prosperity of a servant? This is Psalm 35, 27, and that's the Amplified Bible. If traditional religion has taught you that God wants you poor and oppressed, I have good news for you today. The Bible says God takes pleasure in your prosperity. God wants you to prosper. Is that hard for you to hear? If you've just tuned in now, uh, it is no coincidence. This is the Sue Free Show. Sue Free, spelt like fries, one word dot com. You can go to my website and you can check it out. There's a lot there for you. And if you want to connect with me, I would love to connect with you. Just reach out. Tell me what's going on. If you need prayer, anything that's going on with you, just let me know. You know, we're all walking in this world and we all are on this journey. And you know, some, some of you are on a high right now. You've just, you know, it's been a great time. You, you met a new person or you just had a new baby or you have a grandbaby or you just proposed to or your, your daughter got proposed to or, or something. You've got wonderful things going on. And then some of you, I have an employee who's just lost three family members in the last month. That's like a lot to handle. Three family members, one is enough. That's big. So we all are going through this walk called life and it's a journey. It's not something that we conquer. It's something that we learn from. And to me, that's reassuring because there was a time when I was so anxious in my marriage, newly married, trying to make everything work, didn't understand the conversation, didn't understand my place sometimes. And I just felt overwhelmed and anxious and I would revisit the conversations that that are had and trying to figure out what's going on. I know some of you are, are really grasping what I'm saying right now and others are going, what was that all about? We all have our own journey, but understand that we all have our highs and lows and we're there to be a blessing to one another because you're either on one side or the other, you are. And sometimes they're happening simultaneously. You know, I've heard uh, pastors say that it's like railroad tracks, and you have your highs on one railroad track, and you've got your lows on another railroad track. But they're simultaneous; they're going down that that track together. And we can have our highs and lows in the same minute, the same day, and it's pretty amazing, isn't it? This thing called life. No matter where you are or who you are, God wants to see you delivered from every adverse situation. Why? Because he loves you and he has a job for you to do. He wants you to help meet the needs of mankind. And he's smart enough to know that you can't give away what you don't have. You can't give to spread the gospel or buy food for the hungry when you're broke. You can't go out laying hands on the sick when you're lying in the hospital bed. You can't minister joy to others when you're being held captive by depression. No, you have to be blessed to be a blessing. Did you hear that? I have to tell you that I got blessed very big today. There was a gentleman that worked for me. Uh, this was like three years ago. And this person uh, turned and started seeing all kinds of interesting things. And people said that this person um, was um, altered. He, he was altered. And I still cared. And I still wanted to see if I could help. And it just progressively got worse, and I became um, the enemy, even though I was trying to help. So three years later, today, I get a phone call. I get a phone number on my phone I don't recognize, and since I have my phone number on, any outgoing anything with my company, so any customer can talk to the president of the company anytime they want, um, I answer the call. I answered this phone, and, and this gentleman was on the other line, and he says, Sue, this is so-and-so. And I just want to tell you just how sorry I am for what, what trouble I've caused you. And I just want to tell you that I've got help and that I'm, um, getting my life together. And I just want you to understand that, um, part of my process is to ask forgiveness from you. And I said, wow, I said, this is so amazing. I said, you have been in my mind and in my heart, considered an enemy to me because you were causing me harm. And, I, you know, we are called to pray for our enemies. Did you know that? We're called to pray for our enemies. And this gentleman, in in this sense, was an enemy. And today, he's no longer an enemy. And he asked for forgiveness. So then I have a decision to make on whether I'm going to forgive or not. And the decision is really easy for me. Because when we don't forgive, we're not hurting the other person. You realize that. You're only hurting yourself. And so I forgave him a long time ago. But for him to hear it is a whole different level of forgiveness. Is that he was asking for it, and I gave it to him. And so that chapter, that part of my journey, is done. And what I wanted to tell him is that I was never... um. You know, he says, "I want to. I want to fix my life. I, I was kind of back, back, blackballed in, um, you know, in my city, and I'm just trying to gain my life back." And I said to him, "I was never the one. I never did anything to harm you, never." And I just want you to be clear that that's the truth. And he says, "I get that now, but I didn't understand it then." So that's a blessing. He blessed me. I blessed him. I prayed for my enemies as I'm told to do. And look at the fruit. Look at this. Isn't it amazing? You know, God tells us what to do. And if we follow his lead, things work out better. Are they always perfect? No. Is my life easy? No. Sometimes it's more difficult. But is it better? I would say yes. The thought of not having God in my life and not understanding that he's got it, um, I wouldn't do well. I know I wouldn't. And there's times when I'm clear about that. And there's other times where I think, oh, Jesus, I can take the wheel, you know, and then and then no, Jesus, you better take the wheel because you're much better at it than I am. And I know some of you are giggling right now because you know what I'm talking about. It's like, oh, I got this one. I got this one. This one's okay. I got it. And then we really don't have it. We think we do, but we really don't. So this isn't me writing this, but I'm going to go on with this. It says, um, receiving more from God than you ever dreamed. Okay, if you really want to tap into the riches of God today, make up your mind to be a blessing to others, and before you know it, you'll be receiving more from God than you ever dreamed. This is exactly what I'm talking about. That's what happened to me. I decided years ago, first and foremost, to be a giver. I developed a lifestyle of giving. Today, I literally live to give. And I don't mind telling you God dumps blessings on me by the truckload. He'll do the same for you if you'll become his servant. If you'll lay down your time and your money and your love for those who need it, become a giver and God will take pleasure in prospering you. And it's saying scripture reading would be Genesis 12, 1 through 4 and Genesis 13, 1 through 4. And I'm just going to do one more and that'll be done. Uh, I'll be done with the faith to faith. And this is let the world know. Neither pray nor... For those alone, but for them also, which shall believe on me through their word, that they may be one, even as we are one in them and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one and that the world may know that thou hast sent me. This right here goes along with the beginning um, show, the part one of the show, um, where it talks about being prepared, because in the in the word it says to be prepared with the word to share your hope with those that ask and let the world know it's another part of that right um, we need to let the world know about our hope we need to let the world know that um, the Lord is there for us now here's another one for those of you that haven't received the Lord as your personal Savior it's really simple to do you just have to ask him and uh, the process is, is that he died on the cross and he rose again on the third day and uh, that's what sets us apart as Christians is knowing that he rose again, he came back alive. Uh, other, other gods um, don't come back and uh, aren't alive. So that's the difference. And he wants you to choose him. He's not going to force himself on anybody. And one thing when I talk to people about this whole decision, this choice, they say, I want to get my act together first. I, you know, I, I drink too much or I cuss too much or I, I'm doing this thing that I really don't want to give up right now. And the Lord will meet you right where you are. You don't have to change anything. All he's asking of you is to make a choice. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son to become sin for us. He died in our place. And so if he died in our place so that we'd be washed clean, white as snow, then he will give us the strength and the courage and all the things we need in order to do what he wants us to do. So we don't have to clean up our act first because let me tell you, there's no way I could clean up my act good enough to receive and be worthy enough to receive him. But he loved me so much and he loves you so much and he values you so much that he gave his son to take the sin for you, to be on the cross to take it away from you so that you could be with him. So your decision is your decision, and he's given you that freedom of choice. You're not a robot. It has to come from you because, you know, even people that have addictions, what's the first thing they have to do? They have to recognize they have an issue, and they personally have to make a decision, a choice, that they want help. They, just, they realize they got a problem and that they want to not have that problem anymore. That's the first step to getting out of whatever that is. So if that's the case, then that's what we need to do, if that's what you want to do. Over the years, the church has come up with all kinds of elaborate ways to evangelize the world. We get together and map out plans and strategies and raise money for it. But through it all, we rarely mention the plan that Jesus gave us. Most believers don't even realize that he gave us the key to winning the world, but he did. He prayed about it right before he went to the cross. He asked the Father to bring us into a place of such oneness with each other and with him that the world would know that he had been sent from God. If you and I and all the rest of the body of Christ would get together and start loving each other, we'd evangelize the world so fast it would make your head swim. It's true. But until recently, we've been too busy scraping with one another and getting our feelings hurt to give it much thought but praise god it's beginning to dawn on some folks now that we need to stop that stuff we need to start treating jesus commands that we love one another as command instead of an alternative we need to drop our silly arguments and be unified by the spirit of god do you want to take a step toward evangelizing the world today then start praying for oneness Make up your mind that you're going to start loving your fellow believers instead of criticizing, complaining, and talking ugly about them. Start confessing that the church of God is going to rise up together in faith and love as one glorious body driven by the power of Jesus himself. We are, you know. Jesus prayed that it would happen, and the Holy Spirit is already bringing it to pass. Satan would like to stop it, but he can't. It's far more powerful than he is, and it's going to blast a hole in his operation. That's big enough to drive a train through. It's going to let the whole world know that Jesus truly is Lord. I love it. I love it. I love it. So 30 seconds left. I want to encourage you and inspire you to get in God's word, to pray. And he doesn't need you to have a memorized prayer. He wants you to talk to him. Just like you would talk to a friend. And he wants you to ask. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. And knock and the door shall be opened. That's what he wants for you. Be a blessing to someone each and every day. God bless you and I hope you're listening next week. And contact me by going to Sue Freeze, SpeltLikeFries, more.com. Bye-bye.
1: It's a time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home. Your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters. Even rats and other varmints. It's time to call E. termite, and pest control services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects.